like I said in my last entry, the next couple of ones are going to be a lot to do, are going to have a lot to do with shows, because I've been watching a lot of shows, and this next one is definitely something I haven't talked about yet, and it totally deserves an entry um, in this forum, because... Holy shit, is this such a great show from start to finish, season one moving on. It's just this this new era of extremely graphic and very much out there superhero stories is something that I am not going to get sick of. You know, Jupiter's Ascending, Invincible, which I did entries on both of those, and you have a show like The Boys, the only one up to season three right now, which just aired mid-June and finished up last weekend, and very much worth sitting through for anybody who hasn't given it the opportunity yet. And if you haven't, by this point, you're really missing out, because this idea behind just making superhero assholes is just something I'm really here for, because I really do believe that there is such promise behind this concept when it comes to what it is they've done so far and the other opportunities that you can kind of see with it. You know, Invincible gave us a lot of that. and Jupiter's uh, Legacy gave us a shit ton of it. But these are shows that are only in their first season, their infant season. Jupiter's Legacy isn't even continuing anymore, which sucks because it ended off with a bullshit cliffhanger and we're never going to get any sort of closure with that. So that sucks. But the boys... Not only is it thriving by season three, but they also have one animated series spinoff, Diabolical, and they've got another one in the works, something called Varsity, which is all meant to be placed in the same universe. I don't know who they actually follow. I haven't actually sat through uh, Diabolical yet, um, but I do plan on it, especially now that I need more of the boys in my life, because Jesus Christ, was this season just... They just kicked it up a notch from the very beginning. So for those who've never seen The Boys, understand that it is very much this amalgamation of all of the superhero tropes that we know and love, everything that we've already been exposed to within the the superhero universes that we have currently. And it sets this precedent where it's it's government-run... They're complete psychopaths, and it's like they 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 purposely like pimp them out almost like they they make their own movies in this world. It's superheroes promoting themselves as superheroes in actual theoretic feature films. Like if Captain America was real and he made his own movie about himself, it's it's just so great how. They are making fun of it while also making it make sense in the world it exists in. And just since the first season, this show has just been... The storytelling is just top-notch, start-to-finish, excellent. And, you know, it makes perfect sense because it's got a guy like Eric Kripke behind it, who is one of the... um, He's a writer, he's a producer, he's directed a couple of episodes... And this is the guy who gave us Supernatural. He started Supernatural, which ran for 15 years, 15 seasons. He wrote the first five, and he was originally supposed to have it be that. He had written it as a five-season series, and it became so popular that they just kept rolling with it and kept making new, amazing storylines. 
could they do that here? Absolutely. He's already brought in Robert Singer, who's also the Supernatural alumni. And he's got Jensen Ankles, who's been who's premiered in this season as Soldier Boy, who is basically the dick face Captain America character. And that's the other thing. It's just you can relate every one of these characters to not only something in, you know, modern modern day superhero trope related but to an actual superhero homelander by himself is such a twisted character the way he's written and to think of superman in that fashion because that's essentially who he is he's he's a government grown test tube baby superman and it totally dives into all of the fucked up mentality that would totally relate to that idea. Just knowing that you may or may you may or may not know who your parents are. You're striving for a mother. He's a fu- he's a sick fuck, and this season just takes the cake with what he's able to do. And every season so far has built that up. What I really appreciate about season three is that you finally got the first chance to see him truly fight. And I'm trying to think back to the other two seasons, and it's tough because the first season was 2019, the second one was 2020, and then we waited two years to get this one. This goes back to how I related it to my entry uh, about Barry and how during everything that was going on, COVID, production things getting shut down, it just, it stopped production from happening so soon. So this probably would have came out sooner if it wasn't for all of that but you know when you wait two years it just it gives you more excitement to see it come back and you get more anxious for it and i loved jensen echo's character all of the angles of his storyline i wish there was a little bit more of him but i do appreciate what they did give us for it because of course cliffhanger ending we're going to see more of him in the next coming season I don't know how many seasons they have planned for this, but I can definitely see this going for at least two more. At least two more, because we had seen a lot of characters that we loved from the first season go by the end of it. The second season saw so many people go, and this season did not hold back. So many people died. So much shit changed. And it's just totally flipping everything we knew about the show up on its head. Not only did we get to see Homelander fight, we got to see Homelander fight Soldier Boy, but then they also incorporated the idea that, oh, here's a temporary way to get superpowers. Netflix came out with a movie not too long ago that was kind of related to that. I think it was called Power. I haven't had a chance to sit with it yet. I know it's got uh, Jamie Foxx in it. Um, It was hot for the few days that it first came out, and then it kind of lost its steam. But that's sort of what they incorporated into this. So you got to see characters like The Butcher and um, Huey get some superpowers and dish out some much-needed desserts to those people who they wanted to actually fight, but they couldn't because they were regular people. When you're a superhero, you know, (laughs) you try to avoid fighting them head-on. Even though the second season ended with the team-up of Maeve, Starlight, and um, uh, Kamiko totally beating the shit out of Stormfire after they found out she was... a Stormfront, not Stormfire. A- after they uh, totally discovered that she was a Nazi and they kicked the shit out of her. So, 
you you've seen other people fight and this was the first season we got to see homelander fight i was not disappointed i've rewatched that fight scene at the end of herogasm so many times it was it's just tremendous to finally get that kind of action in that show so one thing that was a little annoying was they put a disclaimer in front of the episode herogasm and i know a lot of people who are fans of it probably have seen not, not just seen the episode and the disclaimer, but I've probably also seen articles floating around. It was probably, like, trending on Twitter for a little bit. But I really did not feel like that needed to be there. I feel like there was so many worse scenes in that season alone that whatever happened in Herogasm was kind of just not that big of a deal. I mean, I, I might be wrong, but I'm sorry. The season started off, episode one, with a dude who had Ant-Man-like powers climbing into a dude's dickhole and then sneezing and breaking him in half. And you're telling me that whatever, seeing this guy fucking octopus in Herogasm is more traumatically weird to look at than that shit? He climbed into it like it was a friggin' bouncy house. How am I supposed to accept that that is less of a thing that needs a warning in front of it than whatever I saw in Herogasm, which wasn't much. If you're paying attention to the actual characters and not looking in things behind the scenes, because really, there probably wasn't much going on. I didn't really care. I was too focused on watching... Uh, a train and Huey scene, which was, you know, uh, I, th I think a bit um, bittersweet almost to kind of see that maybe A train is taking a turn, even though, you know, the A train character for all three seasons has been totally flip flopping. He, it just makes no sense whatever they do with A train. He starts off every season the exact same fucking way. He's an asshole, he does something to redeem himself, and it's getting a bit boring. He either has to pick a side or he's got to go off and do his own thing. It's really upsetting to think that he finally did something worthwhile. Whereas the whole friggin' season, he's saying he can't run. And what does he do? He takes Blue Hawk and he runs with him dragging him on the concrete road until his entire body falls apart and then he collapses because you know he's been taking the booster v from the first season so much that his heart is basically shit that's a that's a great fucking scene that that's a, such a tremendous pivotal moment for the character a train but then it goes into the next episode and he's back on the like yeah i'm gonna be a train again I'm going to go and kind of fix myself now that I got a new heart and try to really get my name back. And it's just, I'm just over it. Like three seasons of him doing the exact same thing from start to finish is just, it's poor writing. They, they are really writing the A-Train character very poorly. The other thing would be the Black Noir character, who I thought was like just kind of this awesome little dark figure in the background. This season, they finally give him a little bit more, but then they go and they kill him. <laughs> like, almost nobody from the the original seven, when we were introduced to them, 
is part not not just part of the seven even fucking alive at this point the only ones that really are alive that would matter is a train homelander and the deep and the deep is also a character that i thought what they did with him for season two was great but now it's kind of like uh, i feel like he's just there for the shock value like he's there to kind of play into almost every trope that you would think would come with the Aquaman persona. And, you know, Robot Chicken has made fun of Aquaman enough when it comes to what he, what his actual powers are and what he does with sea creatures and whatnot. Like, all they're doing is just making it more visually unnerving. And I think, truthfully, he should have probably died this season. Maybe not Black Noir. Black Noir does make sense, but I guess they couldn't kill everybody. You know, they uh, they didn't kill um, Maeve. They kind of just took her powers away. It's just, wherever it left off, it just, there's so many questions that still need to be answered. However, we're getting to the point where eventually something's got to give. Something has to give to the point where they, they're killing enough of them and somebody's got to win. Do I want it to be Homelander? I don't know. I almost feel like that's the ending it might be going towards because who can really stop him? And that's what makes it so polarizing is that you have this character that is essentially if Superman didn't have a conscience and was severely traumatized by whatever the fuck his upbringing was and just fucking didn't care what anybody thought after a while he cared about being popular and this whole season flipped that flipped that on its head and he basically became this character of what if superman was donald trump essentially and making all the social commentary i feel in the light that the show did was actually a little more appealing than other things that kind of try to make the commentary because i feel like there's even though it's in fantasy it just it adds that little bit of extra i don't know what the word would be for it but it it adds this sort of flavor to it that okay it's not just that it's a racist cop who's only going into a neighborhood that he knows that he could racially profile somebody no it's a superhero whose name is Blue Hawk, who basically says the exact same thing that any of these other racist motherfuckers say, but feels that he can get away with it because all he has to do is kick a motherfucker at the wall and people will run away from him. So there's that extra layer that kind of makes the social commentary almost make even more sense in the light that it's being shown, and it kind of turns the mirror towards you and says, yeah, this is what it actually looks like for a lot of these people. Like, just just the idea of all of the, all of the, like, hostage-looking kind of scenario that Starlight was in when Homelander went and said, okay, yeah, now we're actually together. And then she then killed her friend, who she tried to bring in to help him, and basically said, if you ever turn on me, I'm going to do the same thing to the person you actually love, then I'm going to go to your mother. Like, just that, like, abusive kind of I-control-the-world kind of thing. It's unfortunate that Starlight's kind of been stuck in that, 
And again, that could just be writing her that way because it's just what's meant for her character. It's almost like this, this destiny sort of thing. Whereas I do feel that when you think about Butch's character, it is his destiny to die. I feel like by the end of this show, Butch is going to be dead. I don't think he should survive this and that he's going to survive this. Simply because it's almost like the ultimate sacrifice would be finally realizing the downfall of all superheroes, if not all superheroes, at least Homelander. And if he's willing to sacrifice himself to do that, he will because he's already shown that he's willing to take the experimental 24-hour V to do what needs to be done. So that's just like what I feel by the end of this season is what we should be getting from all of these characters, what we need to sort of get from all of these characters. I want to see Soldier Boy come back. Will he? I don't know. I'm really glad that Kamiko kind of had this realization that no matter how much she didn't want her powers, she actually is more embracing of her powers. And I think she's a great character. I do hope that she does reach the, the ability to be able to talk again at some point. I don't like the whole she's using whatever her fake sign language is thing that only her and Frenchie understand. I also love the, 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 the more background they gave to Frenchie and mother's milk. I, I really do appreciate how we got more on them and why they're doing things and where they came from. Cause I feel like we spent two seasons kind of tiptoeing around that, but really not going deep, deep into it. Like, uh, Frenchie's whole thing with the Russian mob and then Mother's Milk's background and why he wants to join Butcher and hates Soldier Boy and has been hunting for Soldier Boy and that's his whole reason, you know. Soldier Boy is is to Mother's Milk what Homelander is to Billy Butcher. So the more we've seen of these characters this season, it just really sets the tone for whatever the next one has in mind. Now, again, the only other thing we have so far is that Varsity is going to be releasing sometime next year. Um, uh, I haven't heard anything about Season 4. Although, again, this, this show literally just ended Friday, not too long ago. Um, they probably have more animated stuff planned. Because, I mean, that's probably some of the easiest ways... To really tell a lot of other stories, you know, without needing to do all of the production and all of the filming. And I hope they didn't go that route because of things like the pandemic or anything like that. And it was really a plan for the um, the show to have spinoffs in the animated world. And along with that, I want more Invincible. You know, I would really like more Invincible. And I think Amazon should purchase Jupiter's Legacy from Netflix because for what they're doing with Invincible and the boys, they could easily make this entire kind of universe of anti-hero, asshole hero shows. And I think it would be great. And I'm all for that. Netflix buys up shows like it's nobody's business when other networks cancel them. Amazon should definitely reach out and try to get Jupiter's Legacy back up there and add it to this kind of thing that they're doing because i i think it would be a great idea and i hope i don't have to wait another two years for season four